Right at it. Right at it. Oh, he's done it again. Just as he did at the John Deere for his first win. Welcome in. Episode 54, the Live Tour episode of the Go Get That podcast. Um, the open recap. Yes, I'm I'm wearing a banana. Um, Kevin Kisner beat Tiger Woods. That's the big storyline of the week. Uh, so I think we'll start there. Uh, Bob, how how are you feeling? Um, you know, as much as I'd love to toot my own horn, uh, Kiz caught fire a bit this week, but it really wasn't the best bet on Kiz. I mean pro Kisner wise. I mean, obviously anti Woods wise, it worked because Woods didn't play well. I mean, I could have picked almost anyone in the field and um, you'd be wearing the banana costume. So um, I, I don't know. It was uh, yay me, I guess. I mean, I've been high. I was high on Kisner all the way up until this week. Um, but T21 is respectable. I, I think it's a respectable performance. Yeah, Woods with the MC, he finished like 149th or something like that. Um, he had his walk across the bridge. Did not seem like his last one, I don't think. Um, but maybe his last one where he may have had a chance. Uh, but regardless, um, I mean, if he putted like Cam Smith, who knows where he would have been. But there's a reason Cam Smith is the newest member of the major club with his 20 under at the old course, which I don't know where we want to start here, but we brought it, we tweeted out, you know, is the old course even, can it, is, should it be an open venue? I think, I think we should start with Cam Smith. I think we should get that out of the way. Um, and then we can go into Mr. Andrews and then we can go into that other guy. Um, so I'll give my thoughts quickly on Mr. Smith. I mean, what a world-class putter he is. Um, just absolutely stones on the weekend. Um, I saw JT Tracker tweeted out that it was like prime 2015 speed stuff. And from inside of 20 feet, it is. It's, it is. I mean, he's not making the 40-footers that Spieth was making, but um, – the, con- the constant pouring in of, con- of putts in contention is unbelievable. And it's, um, it's truly not like anything we've seen since Spieth because of just like how much ball striking has been kind of the story recently. Um, he's, he played so well this week. I mean, he, everyone was high on him coming in. Um, I don't know if you guys knew that or remember, but like, he would everyone was high on him coming in uh, so it was interesting to see him get answer that call because usually this the story of the week doesn't but the past two majors they have so um here we are um and just Rory man I mean it's Golf gods are a mean bunch. They really they, are. They are a mean <laughs> bunch. Everything seemed like everything pointed, you know, 
St. Andrews, the 150th Open, everything that was going on with Liv. I mean, everything pointed towards it being a Rory party on Sunday. And Cam Smith spoiled it. So, I mean, it's got to be a tough one to swallow for Mr. Mr. Roy. Uh, it's... I, I'm, I'm happy with the result. Like I, I like Cam Smith a lot. I think he deserved it, but have to feel for some, for the Rory fans. I mean, that, that one must hurt. Cause if that was speed in that position. I don't know what I would. Yeah. Rory led with what five holes to go. He was five holes away for his first major championship in eight years. And it just got stolen. I mean, that's just brutal. Um, Rory, I don't know about stolen. I mean, yeah, here, let me talk here, and I'll explain why it might not be stolen. Rory played by far his worst round of the week on Sunday. He shot 70. He shot worse than average. I think the average on Sunday was like two and a half strokes under par. So when you are the 54-hole leader of the golf tournament and you shoot below average on a Sunday, you don't really deserve to win. I don't really think you can argue with that. But at the same time, I mean, he played great golf, I guess, for three three days, and he was the 54-hole leader. Um, I was talking to some people how it was kind of similar to Spieth last year. But Spieth was always playing catch-up last year at Royal St. George's. Um, he had to hope Louis came back, which he did. And then, you know, Morikawa, kind of like Cam Smith, just made a ton of putts and but Spieth had it on Sunday. That's what I think was kind of annoying. I think Spieth shot 66 on Sunday. So Jordan played really well, got outplayed. Rory kind of didn't play great on Sunday and had someone. And here's where I'm going to say stole, he stole it from him because Rory just didn't play well enough and someone came in and snatched it from him. Yeah. I um, Cam Smith is unreal. I mean, that was like one of the greatest – putting performances that I can remember. Um, Saturday wasn't good, and he didn't make anything. But then Friday and Sunday, he made everything, like literally everything. Um, the up and down on 17 is it's unreal. I, like it's, it's – that's, you know, there's your major winning moment right there. It's not getting enough credit. I don't feel, but I saw somewhere someone say that it was the 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 best or greatest up and down in major championship winning history. And I don't know if I'd go there because I don't really have the history of everything else. Yeah. But to put into perspective how hard that up and down is, the best he possibly could have done. And to, it would take a world-class like shot or touch would be 12 feet. Yeah. He could have did that. And then he made the putt. Yeah. Like you, 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 you have to take a look at how hard that first shot was. And as great as the putt was, because to make that in that position is unbelievable, but to even get it there, I mean, yeah. Well, just so world-class. I mean, it was world-class. It was unbelievable. To get it up and down after 
putting it there in the first place because he's going to be kicking himself, right? You make five birdies to open up the back nine, and then you take the lead. Um, and you don't hear too many Rory roars behind you. So you know that, you know, nothing, Rory's not doing anything insane. Uh, and then you just don't have, just can't, that's like the one spot you can't hit it, right? Obviously you don't want to go on the road because there's just too much unpredictability there. But if you're going to miss short, you have to miss short right. And to miss it with that bunker, play the slope like he did. I mean, he, he hit two perfect putts, even though the first one won't count as a putt. Like he hit two perfect putts to get it up and down and keep his one shot lead. And then, I mean, 18 wasn't an easy two putt either going up the ridge and um, in the Valley of Sin. And man, I mean, what a, he just looks so confident when he rolls a putt. Like there's not much, there's very little extra movement. It's just back and forth and it's so smooth and the ball just comes off the blade and everything he puts looks like it's going in um and 64 on sunday at a major is i mean if if you you know if you don't win by shooting 64 on sunday as at a major in the penultimate group then i don't know what to say to you because that's just a bad beat um but he was down four shot eight under I mean, 64 twice at St. Andrews that week is really, really impressive. So he played some great stuff, and so did Rory. But Sunday was um, obviously hindsight is 2020, but he wasn't, he was very um, deliberate and calm and kind of waiting for things to happen. And then they never happened. Um, and I thought, Obviously, looking back on it, he needed to be a little more aggressive, um, just given the way the scores were. But, I mean, if you're Rory, I don't think you sign up for 70 on Sunday, but I think he played it probably the way he wanted to play it. He just didn't make any putts. And that's, in the end, kind of the difference of the week. Yeah, that's that's golf right there in a nutshell. And we'll obviously get into Mr. Spieth in a little bit. But just the lag putting that I saw, from both Rory and Cam Smith was absolutely phenomenal from the holes I saw them play. I mean, Rory had a putt on Sunday. I forgot the hole from 118 feet, put it to two feet, tapped in for par. And that was just, I mean, we'll get into speed later, but you had to do that well this week to be in the picture. And those two guys did. And just going back to 17 for Cam Smith, I mean, that won him the tournament, simply put. I mean, if he misses that putt, I have no doubt in my mind, Rory makes three on 18 and they're in a playoff. Um, Rory obviously ended up making par on 18 because he got frisky with the chip because he had to make it. Yeah. I mean, that's just a unbelievable up and down from Cam Smith. I mean, perfect example. I, I keep saying we'll get into speed later, but Spieth probably hits that with his putting that we saw this week from downtown lag putting range. He probably hits it 20 feet by. I mean, to get it to 12 feet from where he was was just insane. And then the confidence to stroke that one in. And I think Cam Smith knew at that time that that putt, if he were to win, he'd be up two with Rory having two to play was for the tournament and he couldn't have looked any calmer. Yeah. Makes me, I don't know if we'll get into this now or maybe somewhere else. Cause I know we still have some events left to be played, but I mean, I, one of the things that came to my mind once Smith won is all right, Smith or Scheffler this year. And I think it 
got a lot closer. Um, and I don't have an answer. And thankfully, there's three events left for each of those guys. But um, it certainly is a two-man race for who's the best player. On the- what are the totals on wins? Four versus three? Four versus three. Yep. They have very similar major records. They both have a win, a cut, uh, another top three, and then Scheffler's at like a T21 and Smith has a T3 or a T13. Oh, Scotty had five. Am I wrong? No, just four. Four? Yeah. Really? He, he almost won Colonial, um, almost won the U.S. Open. So almost. Yeah. Almost doesn't count, but um, yeah. I think – I honestly think I said it right after the tournament. I think whoever wins the FedEx Cup, if it's one of those two, that'll be who gets player of the year. I think that would be the deciding yeah. factor. I mean, I think if you look at who's won the better tournaments, I mean, it's really close. So, I think you got to go with who gets – who has more. I think it's Scotty still, but, yeah. I mean, Scotty's got a WGC and a major – Cam has the players in the major, and those are basically the same thing. So yeah, I mean, if you look at the world ranking points too, Scotty's earned a hundred and six more to the state. I mean, that's a whole major right there of points that he's oh, won wow. more than Smith. So yeah. right now I'd go Scotty, but if Cam Smith won the FedEx Cup, I'd give it to Cam probably. Right. Yeah. Well, Cam yeah. certainly put himself back in the mix. Yeah. And I think it's pretty clear that it's now a two-man race, um, even though before it was probably just – it was Shuffler's, right? So um, certainly a great week for Cam. Heartbreak for Rory. I mean, I can't even imagine. Like, Rory's had eight years now. It's now going to go on nine of not winning a major. And to come that close where the whole town – basically the whole golf world besides Australia um, and – a couple other people um, were rooting for Rory. Like to come up short in that moment is it's just gotta be devastating. Yeah. Like I, I can't think of another way to describe it. Um, and he didn't even play like play below average, but he didn't, it's not like he made a triple, right? And that threw the tournament away. You just he just kind of sat and all the Rory fans watched as Cam Smith made every putt he looked at on the back nine. And that yeah, yeah. got to suck. That's I still, a, sorry. Yeah. I oh, still God. think 70 on a Sunday with how easy it played is a little inexcusable. Oh, no, I, I agree. I, th- I think he knows that. And like, uh, we'll get into Mr. Andrews, I assume, very shortly, but the whole thing was making putts. It was a putting contest of a week. And it's no surprise that the guy who won it was number one in putting for the week. I mean, it was all about getting down in two from 100-plus feet, 70-plus feet, and making the occasional 20-footer, which Cam Smith made like 20 of this week. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the debate that we've all been having um, and that a lot of other people have been having is the performance that St. Andrews had this week. Um, I know we all have our own takes on it. Um, I want to start with Jordan. I want to hear what Jordan has to say, but like, do we think, do you, Jordan, do you think that St. Andrews should still be a venue? Um, and it's okay if you say it, it's not, uh, but I want to hear your reasoning because there's definitely a case to be made for both sides. 
I'll say yes, but it shouldn't happen as frequently as it does right now. Yes. Um, I think we see the same golf course every five to seven years in St. Andrews. And it's the same score like every single time. It's going to be from the 15 to 20 range. It doesn't test every bag, every club in your bag. It's, it's, we hear this about Augusta National all the time, how Fred Ridley will say they're making course changes because it doesn't suit the way it was originally supposed to be played. And of course, Augusta's got tons of money, so they can just extend the course. They can't do that at St. Andrews. And St. Andrews doesn't play the way it was originally intended to play, wind or not. I remember, I mean, Spieth alluded to it a lot back in 15. It was crazy windy, and the winning score was still crazy low. Um, I just think there's it's a mid-tier venue in terms of a golf course when you look at some of the other courses in the rotation. And I'm not going to be biased because Spieth was such a bad lag putter this week, but it was a putting competition. I really just can't emphasize that enough it was a putting competition yeah um i fluctuated uh throughout the week on my opinion on this um but i'm gonna go with yes as well i i just think there's too much history and i think in the end it is a very fun golf course to watch um it's not the same thing that we get the rest of the year, which I like. Um, are there some times when you're watching that you're like, this isn't golf, right? Like, yeah, but I like that. It, it doesn't, it's probably not the fairest test. It's probably not, it, it probably, it, it doesn't live up to the modern game at all. Um, but it produced two of the best players in the world on Sunday down the stretch. And there's something to be said about that, um, which is my only positive argument ever for Tory Pines. Um, that, that, that place is dog. That place is dog. But, but <laughs> there, there is always something to be said about producing a consistent – a consistently good leaderboard and this yeah. place does it. And it's, it's also fun to see players hit shots that you don't get to see unless you're at St. Andrews. Yeah. Um, before, um, <laughs> before you go, Dan, I just want to have one more closing thing on why they, they shouldn't take it. They're not going to take it out, but they shouldn't. You can't take away that walk over this, the Swalken bridge. You just can't. Every great champion besides they besides Ben Hogan, who played one open only and won it since he's such a baller, other story. But every great champion in golf has walked over that bridge. You can't just take that away from golf. Yeah. Spieth will make that walk one day. Rory will make that walk one day. Tiger may have made his last walk. It's just too special to take away. Yeah, I agree. I think I think incoming opens i mean we'll see right we'll see what they do with maybe rolling the ball back lowering the t height technology whatever may happen right in terms of shortening how far players can hit the ball um because it doesn't really fit the modern game um and i think some of those pins were kind of dumb like 
they had to put him there because if they put him anywhere else, it's just a lot of birdies. But I think part of, and you know, like we've talked, you guys have talked, touched on the history and touched on the, you know, the bridge um, and just everything about St. Andrews that makes it so cool. And it's the home of golf. So they have to keep having it there. And I think they should, obviously, I, I think it should host the 200th. I think it should host the 175th. Big, big numbers like that. I think it should host. Um, and you can go to more, like it doesn't have to be once every 25 years, but I just don't, you know, I think, um, if it goes to St. Andrews, it needs to be less about what the final score is and more about just who finishes the tournament in less strokes. Like, don't think about Cam Smith getting to 20. And I know that's that probably sounds a little dumb and I need to reword it a little bit. Just for the record, I don't care. I know I now go into this after, but I, I don't really care about the winning score in the end. Yeah, we can go okay. into that later, but you can. And I think I think with St. Andrews, we were at a point where we can't. Like, I think we just have to appreciate the fact that there's some drivable fours and some pitches and putts um, in certain areas. And that's part of its quirkiness. Um, and maybe we just have to think about some of the take par off of St. Andrews and just kind of make it um played the way it is now um and we saw a bunch of really cool pitches Rory putted it from like 60 yards on Sunday um driving the green is always fun and interesting uh the pot bunkers were still a problem but you know if you if you really care about what the score should be at a major then St. Andrews is not the place for you because I don't know how they change it. Um, and even if they, and I don't think they will, because that's not how it's designed. It's not designed to be a par 70. Um, but if you thought about it as a par 70, then the winner was 12 under, right? And that's, is what it is. So. Trying to think yeah, of holes you could change. Right. It should still be a major venue, but I agree that it shouldn't be as often, but it should always it should get the 175th it should get the 200th yeah. every kind of quarter one it should get so for sure and then probably one more in there as well um kind of in between um that's kind of my thoughts on it and it, it got unlucky they had it playing as firm as it could they got a little rain on um sunday and the wind just didn't blow like it should have yeah i just want to say one thing. I want to say two things, actually. But the first thing is about the winning score. I don't care if a winning score is 20 or 30 under. I don't care about protecting the golf course. I, I mean, par is a man-made, like, construct. Concept. It's like, yeah. it's not, like, and people will say, oh, you're hypocritical. You hate the birdie. Well, this wasn't a birdie fest like we see the PGA Tour. Like there were five drivable par fours. It wasn't like it was easy to get to every pin. It wasn't like the greens were soft. Like that's my issue. It's not necessarily the winning score. It's more how they get there. The course is just short. Like my problem with courses, like give me an, give me an example of a 20 under course. That's Branch. Soft and, Branch. 
Mr. I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to go off on Mr. No, Rich now. Detroit, Detroit Golf Club. Okay, Detroit Golf Club, because I hate <laughs> I love going at Detroit Golf Club. Um <clears throat> my issue with that golf course is that it's soft, it's easy, it's straightforward, and it it's just you can't make it fun to get while getting the 20 under. You can make it like I don't care if you're going to get the 20 under if there are five drivable par fours and you have eagle putts all day. Like that's cool. It's not ideal, but it's cool once every six years. Um, it's a different test and it's not the best test because the best players in the world. You need luck at St. Andrews to win. You need some things to go your way. A lot more, a lot more than most golf courses. Um, So I don't care about the winning score. And and I'm sure someone will use this clip to haunt me when I say something about a winning score in the future. But my my problem with winning scores on other tournaments is how how they get there. Greens are the course setup is not up to its max potential. This course was baked out. It was firm. It was hard. There were some pins that were impossible to get within 80 feet from some spots, which is sick. Like 13, like that was sick. Yeah, 13 on Thursday was <laughs> wild. That was something. Yeah. So but- um, my second thing is there's a big issue with St. Andrews that we haven't talked about yet. Um, and it's the fact that the rounds take six and a half hours on Thursday and Friday. There needs to be something done about that. And I'm not sure what it can be, whether it's spreading out the tee times more. And I really don't even think that will get you within five and a half, but maybe you got to limit the field a bit. I mean, I know that it would take a little bit of maneuvering, but you can't. Have six and a half hour golf rounds, like you just can't do it. Like that's impossible for fans to watch. It's awful for the players. Um, it, it just it can't happen. It it can't happen. I know some people are like it's part of the St. Andrews experience. Well, well, it shouldn't be. <laughs> it shouldn't be I'm, part of the experience. Is something? <laughs> I mean, it it shouldn't be part of the experience, right? Like. It's just something you got to live with, I think. For the there's, I don't think there's anything they can do. There's just when you have that many double greens, that many drivable par fours, you just got to double fairways. I mean, live with it. I don't yeah. like it either. The players don't like it, but yeah, it's hey, a if the players, time. sorry to interrupt you, Dan, but if the players want to kiss the butt and say they're so happy to be at St. Andrews for the open, you got to deal with it then. Yeah, it's just the way it's going to be. No, I agree. I, there's not a whole lot they can do about it. Um, I do kind of wonder though. I mean, it's, I don't know anything about how you set up golf courses and how you make them firm or soft or how you can do that. But I kind of wonder if the fairways weren't as firm and the greens were super firm, like what, like, I don't know if you can do that, right? Just like make the fairways soft. And because then, you know, you get people with wedges trying to bounce things into certain places. Um, And I think if it played, 
super soft where the ball wasn't moving a lot in the fairways and you got wind, then I think you could make that um, place play difficult. I think it's, it's all wind dependent. If you really care about score, which it seems like we don't care as much about, at least for St. Andrews, um, then you're just going to have to rely on the wind to help you out. But um, to that score point though, I do kind of think, like I want a U.S. Open to be like four or five under at most, but that's because they can set it up to a point where they can get it to four or five under. Like St. Andrews, I think, pulled out all the tricks and it got to 20, and there's just not a whole lot they can do about that. But, unless but, they put pins like <coughs> in spots that just aren't feasible I, or reasonable. I'm saying the score part very much just in – relation to St. Andrews yeah. at American golf courses. You can set it up to be however you want. You can't do that at St. Andrews, which is why I'm saying that I don't care about the winning score. Um, if the U S if the U S open was a 12 under winner, but it played like St. Andrews did, then I wouldn't have as much of an issue, but wing foot should never be six under. <laughs> like that, that's more, that's more my, that's more my point. Yeah. No, I, and I, I think we agree. Yeah. I think we do too. So, so yeah. Cause I, I think you know, Carnoustie, they can get to like, if the wind blows, yeah. it can be three or four under. Right. And that should be the expectation. But at St. Andrews, you're not getting any wind. You get a little rain on Sunday. There's just not a whole lot they can do about that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, St. Andrews, you're just a hater, I think. <laughs> it's got its flaws, but not – what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Um, I think it's time to get into Mr. Spieth. Um, I'll just get my <laughs> takes out of the way first. Um, very disappointing. Just not for us. This isn't a knock on him. I'm sure he's just as disappointed as us more, actually. I know for a fact he's more disappointed than us. I mean, we're just fans. This is his job. Um, we're just a guy in a banana. Exactly. Uh, and, <laughs> and we know exactly – we know how hard he's trying, but, like, it's disappointing to have a major season that we weren't in contention at anything. Um, so <laughs> yeah, it, it sucks. Yeah. I mean, it is tough. I mean, I know I'm just a guy in a banana. Um, that's so good, but I, um, yeah, he was never in any of the majors and these are the ones that were supposed to set up the best for him. Right. Uh, and to have your best finish be a T8, I mean, T8 fine. It is. He wasn't it is. in it though but he wasn't in it. Um, he finished eight back, right? Like he was the same distance from probably T48 as he was to the winning. So that's just, it looks nice on paper and in 10 years, we won't remember it, but um, yeah, it was Monday, Thursday, except the tone really. Um, 71 he talked about it in his presser on saturday sunday maybe did he talk sunday saturday, saturday. 
He didn't talk something. That he, he just wasn't patient enough. Um, and you could see that. And I think we'll probably talk about Mr. Putter here shortly, but that was probably the main culprit um, for his lack of patience. Um, and I do, have, I do have a thought on Mr. Putter, um, but again, we'll get into that. Please share with us. He just didn't score very well. Um, and a lot of that does kind of boil down to the putter. Um, so I don't know what else to say. Just kind of math this week. I have two top tens in Scotland, but none of them really. It didn't. This, this did not home. feel like a top 10 at all. Um, I will. Can I give my take on Mr. Butter first? Go ahead. Um, I'm, I, I officially 100% think it's all mental because you look at last week, his stroke was great. I mean, he was confident with it. He was hitting great putts. The live putting's still a little bit poor, but like a little. I, I mean, <sighs> some of his strokes this week were just. I mean, they looked like someone at your local municipal golf course was was hitting a putt. Like, it, it just looked <laughs> like he had no sense of confidence whatsoever when he was putting, which he clearly didn't. And it that's not supposed to happen. Um, <clears throat> so I don't, I, I don't know. I, I, because I, I don't think it's technical anymore. I don't think he can just like try things. And it, like, his stroke looked great last week. Um, from inside 25 feet yeah. and I, I don't know where that went yeah I I know Jordan we kind of skipped over you um, but I'd argue that it was fine still out of outside of like 12 feet um, there were some pretty bad lag putts but I think that was just speed based um, but everything inside of about eight once the weekend hit was kind of brutal and I don't know kind of that went. Uh, yeah, kind <laughs> of might be an understatement. Um, but he cleaned up really well at the Scottish. And in the end, like, yeah, I don't know. Go ahead, Jordan. Yeah, um, Bob, I don't, I don't think you got to watch, like, the first 10-ish holes on Sunday. And I for, didn't watch anything live, but I went back and sort yeah. of got what I could. For your um, sanity, you didn't want to see it live. The putting. That's. <laughs> I. I um. I came back to some very interesting like texts and DMs because a few of my followers have my phone number just from like sending me vids and stuff, and I'll, I'll I won't say who it is. I don't want to say this, but um, I read what it was. <laughs> um, <laughs> <coughs> was it oh i'm so happy you aren't watching best ball striking round of his career this is awful <laughs> i i don't know what the ball striking was like i heard it was great um it was pretty solid it was fun <laughs> i mean that's just not what you want to come back to after a round of golf right like yeah it, it was tough but i you know for all the putts he missed from 10 to 12 feet i was really really disappointing with his lag putting yeah um especially thursday i guess it got a little better as the week went on but I'm, i was i was kind of saying earlier about rory rory hit a putt from 118 feet down to what two feet um, 18 inches yeah. 18 inches speed 
all day long. Anything outside 50 feet, it was five feet or plus away for the most part. Yeah. And for a guy who struggled this year from the short distance, you just can't do that. And his lag, it was just brutal. I mean, I know Bob will has his faults with strokes gain. And here's kind of where I agree. Cause if you include some of the putts from fringes, fairways, I mean, they just were not good. I mean, he was yeah. leaving himself eight plus feet on his second putts numerous times and you just can't do that. Yeah. Um, I thought he made his fair share. I know he missed well, some short ones. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I think his, his strokes gain numbers are a little bit better because it's a, it's a lot easier to forget about the makes, but he rolled in a couple pretty decently long ones. And then because he just had 10 footers, he made a couple of those too. Um, should he have had those 10 footers? No, but they, he made them. So um, his numbers are like, he was below average on the weekend for putting. He was 50th out of the 83 guys that made the cut. So that's not good enough to win a tournament. But um, to win to win the tournament, though, because um, I know it came up a little bit, like, oh, putter cost him tournament. He would have had to have a top three putting week. And the last time he's done that was, I don't even know. Like, it's been a long time. So um, I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, it's, he, I mean, he would have had to have a special week to to win on the greens. Yeah, I mean, so Mr. Putter, um, he made an, a couple of really nice memorable putts. He made one on nine, hit a pretty poor chip there, made a 15-footer, which at the time was really big. He made the 30-footer on Saturday on 13, which was awesome. Um, I thought off the tee he was pretty poor on thursday i mean you can look at a couple what he hit one in the gorse bush to cost him a shot there he hit one in the bunker on five which was uh, was yeah. it five yeah. which no. was score because seven five was, a par five. was it seven yeah i'm thinking about yeah. scottish yeah you're off yeah, the you're tee cost him a couple seven. shots too but... um can i say one thing yeah go ahead 50% fairways of St. Andrews in any round is a travesty. Um, that's not good. Um, the fairways are so wide. Um, and he went eight for 16 on Thursday. Thursday wasn't good. <sighs> not good. He was first off the tee Sunday, though. Yeah. That's good. I think it just speaks to his inconsistency, right? Like – the whole point is that he can't seem to put four rounds together and he can't even put a round together. Like the best round he's had was round three at Pebble. And that's, I think that's by far his best round. Like not in terms of the field, but like it's what, 63, he made 10 birdies and actually played a full 18 holes instead of doing this like I'm gonna play 13 out of 18 holes but then I'm gonna do some dumb stuff on three or four of them and I'm gonna end up with a like a Thursday 71 that was brutal um so we'll see what happens next year I mean I know we still got this year to finish up but like We've talked a little bit about how the opens kind of the end of the season. So, yeah, no, the, the back nine performance this week was a tragedy. 
he was 12 under on the front and even on the back and the 17th hole is a brutally very difficult hole at st andrews but he played it very very softly with he played it in three over he played 13 what did he play 13 in one over well he birdied it one of the days right he did birdie it. he made a 30 footer but he played in one over i've kind of been harping on this on i i say it all the time on my instagram stories that he's got to play the hard holes better and he gave away four shots on 13 and 17 alone yep you, you got to grind out pars. I know 13 on Thursday, he had like a 75 footer and of course couldn't get it down into it's little stuff like that, that he was doing really well last year that he just has not been able to do this year. Yeah. I feel like talking about last year a little bit, he just scrapped together stuff. He scrapped rounds together, better scrapped together, better scores than how he played. And this year he has done the opposite. He's played better than his scores suggested he played. Um, I know that may not make a lot of sense, right? Because in the end, like, you have to put the ball in the hole and what you shoot is what you shoot. Um, I'd say he, he's golfed his ball from the tee in the fairway better than he has in quite some time. Um, and I don't know if we want to talk about, like, this major stuff, but, I mean, he hasn't really been in a major. Yeah. Actually, I guess I've kind of forgot about last year. Since Rose St. George's, I mean, like that's one out of the last. Well, at least one of the last eight. He wasn't in any other ones last year. He was never really in the Masters. He was uh, never, true. never in it at Beth Page. The Masters in eighteen, maybe. But was he in that? Yeah, he was. Like Sunday, that, that counted. Four holes yeah. left. Yeah. Um. What about so twenty nineteen? Nope. He was bad that year. I mean, he had Beth Page, but he was like eight backs of Brooks, Brooks the whole time. Brooks cooked everyone. But just talking about the majors real quick. Um, five over in the opening rounds of the four majors combined. Yep. You, you can't do that. Um, my my dad loves to give me crap about Spieth because he always takes himself out of it on Thursdays. And he's spot on. You can't be five plus shots back in a major on Thursday. That's not a winning recipe. That's not what he used to do. He used to start fast in the majors. He competed in one. You can't do that, and he knows that. you got to play perfect three rounds after if you're shooting two over on Thursdays, which he did in three of the majors. So that's the starting point next April for the Masters is to shoot something that gets him in it on day one, and we'll go from there. Yeah. Um. He has a few weeks off. How many weeks exactly? Like three, thankfully. Um, so I think we could probably do a pod in between to kind of give a little preview into the playoffs and just kind of like recap everything else. But I think we've said basically everything we need to say for like, it's, it's repetitive. I mean, it's been the same problem. <laughs> like it, it, it's the same thing. It's the butter. Um, but there's something to be said about great players. Um, and I know that a lot of things have pointed towards Jordan, not being able to keep up with the great players, but like there's something to be said about finishing T8 and being super disappointed. Like that's what you want in an off year. Right. Um, because I think that in the end, this is an off year. Uh, um, yeah. So, 
there's something to take out of that. But again, I think <coughs> the FedEx Cup playoffs will say a little bit about what. Yeah, it's fun. I think it'll tell a good story for the season, if I'm being honest. I think it'll be sort of just like a ho hum at the first two and then like a T23 at the finals, probably. Imagine if he wins a playoff event. It'd be like the weirdest year of all time. If yeah. he. That's the thing is. <laughs> well, like... imagine he finishes like top three at both of the first two and then wins the tour championship. Yeah. Maybe the weirdest year of all time. Like he I'd, say, I'd not, still say he, he underachieved this year, if I'm being honest. If he won the tour championship? No, no. Well, kind of. Left, sort of. I think he'd be of, very that's pissed. Two with the wins majors. and a very big win. Um, Wait, RC, so you're including the tour champ. Oh, yeah, because they do it the, the stupid staggered scoring where if you come in first at the tour championship, you get the trophy. But that's still a big win. That is the dumbest crap. It's <laughs> still a big win. I know it is, it is, but the fact that you get the trophy and you win the tournament, it, that's so stupid. Yeah. But I don't that's know. another it's, story. If this was like any other golfer, I'd say they're trending for the playoffs. Um, but this is not. And he could like totally MC at Southwind. Um, or he could win at Southwind. I would not be shocked by either one of them. But uh, we'll 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 get to that when we get to that. Um, I think kind of leave it on a meh note, I guess, because that's just kind of what the open was as speed yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but as a better, clearly it was pretty meh. He'll get to he'll reset over the off season and be back. I'm sure. Uh, it's yeah, weird. Well, it's weird. This season's basically already over, um, but. Again, just keep going forward. He's still only 28. So, be 29 in nine, nine days. Yeah, not that long until it's happy birthday. True. Coming in old man. But um, we'll, as Bob said, we'll probably have a podcast out maybe next week, two weeks, talking about going into the playoffs. Um, yeah. That'll be fun. But we'll leave it there. Yeah. As always, thanks for listening, guys. We really yep. appreciate it. I know you guys are kind of looking for our takes now more than ever, just because like people want answers, but unfortunately we all, all we can tell you is what we watch because there's really no answers we have. I mean, just a man and a banana. Should, we're just, <laughs> just a man and a banana. And in the end, he's the one hitting the golf shots. So exactly. Um, Any yeah. last words, banana? Uh, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, we didn't tweet out uh, my question last time about sunblock versus sun spray, sun, sun, uh, sun, True. whatever. Um, sun spray, sunscreen spray is by far better. I agree, uh, but it's super rare. Like I never can find it when I want it. Spray? Yeah. Like, oh, okay. I, you never like, I don't. I don't go out and buy sunscreen. I just use whatever like someone has or I or I have at home. Like. Yeah. And that just never seems to be there. Um, <coughs> Whatever's there to use, I don't, I don't have too much yeah. of a preference. But. Um, I can't – I thought I had a good one, but I think the Open just sucked it out of me. So I'll We'll get back to Dan's one. question of the pods next episode. I think I'll post one when I think of it. Okay. I don't, ha- I don't have it to share right now. For the people. Stay tuned um, to our uh, socials. Oh, and I'll drop my swing at some point. 
There's I gotta get a video of it. I don't. I just don't take videos of my swing, which is probably isn't a good idea. But I've now I've watched a YouTube video. I've now changed my hula hoop, and hula hoop. I think we're ready to break world. eighty. Thanks for well, that. Well, just I have a I have a I had a you know breaking eighty a, with the a heavy fade. Um, so I had to I just started drawing the ball recently. Relocate to hitting a bit of a draw, but I'm kind of pulling it still because I'm you know used to the fade. But we'll figure it out. Uh, but I'll post that soon, and you guys can cook it. Um, I mean, in the end, I'm just a man in a banana. So you are a man in a banana. How did I go? You know. All right, guys. Thank Take you. Care. Peace. Peace.